Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Well of Being podcast. I am your host, MEC, and today we're going to be talking about people pleasing, my favorite topic because I do it all the time. I think it's really important to talk about because I think a lot of people suffer from it and don't really know what to do about it. So let's talk about people pleasing today. Awesome. Um, Just like to start out with, like, what the heck is people pleasing, right? I mean, it's it's something along the lines of doing something for someone else's approval rather than for yourself, which I think some people can get mixed up with like responsibility, right? You could have responsibilities and have to take care of somebody potentially or have to, you know, make sure that you do things like wake up early when you don't want to. But those are different from like sacrificing your own comfort for someone else to be comfortable. I think there's a time and place for that sometimes, but in general, if you just do it all the time to the point where you is stressed, like you are very uncomfortable and you're just contorting yourself. I tend to get very anxious when I people please a lot. That's that's how I would define it. I found that in general, the reason I get or one of the main reasons I get anxious or experience anxiety is because I'm thinking through all of the contingencies, all of the different possibilities of what could go wrong. I am trying to plan out the best ways to negate all of these negative possible futures. And that is a lot of mental weight to carry when you're just kind of sitting there or trying to get work done. It's exhausting. It is truly exhausting. And you can see why you would be like worried all the time because you were literally planning out the worst possible case scenario, AKA catastrophizing, and you feel responsible for the outcome. I think that something that my therapist told me that kind of like changed the entire way that I was viewing people pleasing was that there's, you know, two different outcomes, right? So if you have someone who expects something of you and you don't really want to do the thing that they expect of you and you don't do it and they get upset and you feel bad you did not do anything wrong right did if you didn't do anything wrong it doesn't go against your values right like the things that you kind of base your morality off of if it didn't violate those two things you didn't hurt somebody you didn't do anything bad you didn't go against your values, all you did was disappoint someone else. That's not, that's not quite what guilt should be, right? I, I often say like, oh, well, I feel like I'll feel guilty if I say no. And my therapist challenged me and said, is that guilt? You feel guilt when you know you've done something wrong and you feel bad about it and you feel remorse. That is what, that is what guilt should be. If you are feeling responsibility for someone else's disappointment, I think that kind of matches what you're feeling better. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to talk about that on my podcast. (laughs) I just think that that's crazy. Like the fact that I've been viewing this negative emotion as that I'm avoiding, right? Like I people please to avoid, avoid feeling guilty. But no, I'm actually people pleasing because... I really fear disappointing someone else and owning their disappointment. Like that feeling of taking their emotions on as my own and saying, 
I let this person down and it's my fault when I didn't do anything wrong. Like they just expected something of me and I didn't want to do it or I was exhausted. Like it wasn't my job and I made it my job to make them not disappointed or to make them happy or to make them comfortable. And in the process, I made myself uncomfortable because I didn't want to do it. And I do it all the time. I think I do it the most with people I care about. And that's why it's really hard in particular, like the people who it's easy to people please are people who like your boss, um, like people at work, your family members, especially your friends, people who it's hard to set boundaries with. It is like, it is just the nature of the relationship makes it difficult to put restrictions on them. It's so difficult because if they're a friend, I want to continue being friends with you. I want to make sure that you like me, right? And so if I disappoint you, I'm like, oh my God, you're not going to like me anymore. You're not going to want to hang out. I'm going to lose part of my support system. So I feel like I have to constantly be on whenever you're around, right? Because I don't want to disappoint you. For family members, I think that that's a huge one, especially if it's like parental figures or people who have sacrificed things for you or have like a habit of self-sacrificing themselves, then it's hard to say, well, you know, you self-sacrifice for me all the time, but I don't want to self-sacrifice for you, right? Because that's not my job. That feels cold. It feels cold, right? Especially if like they've done a ton of stuff for you. Like maybe they're your parental figure and you're like, were raised by them. You know, they supported you financially. They supported you emotionally during a difficult time and you just can't handle what they're asking you to do or the responsibility, the weight of their expectations. That feels so bad to like not be able to reciprocate, to give back. I think that makes me feel very obligated to please somebody in my family. And then obviously for like a boss or like coworkers, you want to you want to appear as competent. Like if you give me way too much work to do, I want to get it all done so that I can prove to you that I can handle it. But what am I actually doing? I'm communicating to you that it is okay to give me more work than I can handle on a routine basis. So you're going to keep doing that. I'm going to let you keep violating my boundaries. Right? And then, and then what? Like I'm just chronically stressed and you're giving me too much work because I'm communicating to you that I can handle the amount of work you're giving me. And if I don't meet your expectations or if I can't finish all the work, I feel inadequate. I feel like I don't deserve my job. I feel like, you know, there might be repercussions. And like in a lot of workspaces, that, that is what happens. And that's like a valid fear. And so I wanted to start this out by saying like the first truth of today is that I people please for a reason, and so do you. You people please for a reason. It's a learned behavior that has benefited you in the past, and managing people's expectations of you has allowed you to succeed socially at the expense of your mental health. Want to focus on that. You people please because it benefits you, or it helped you to survive in a space. You're not crazy. I don't love that term because of obvious... um, negative implications psychiatrically but like you are a human who learned to survive this way right so you people please for a reason I think it's really easy for people who are very good at setting boundaries to come in and be like well all you have to do is is 
is just like say no. You just have to stop people pleasing. It's hard to even notice when you're doing it because you get so good. You get so good at at like managing other people's expectations of you through people pleasing that you don't even notice when you're doing it. And I think that that's really, really difficult for a lot of people, including myself. Um, and so I just wanna offer that validation. You people please for a reason and it makes sense, but we have to realize that it is not benefiting you. And so that's kind of um, leads to like more self, like, you know, revelations. I personally don't prioritize myself. I don't. Uh, I choose to put other people first chronically and without thought because I fear disappointing them, even if it means being upset or disappointed myself. That was something that I wrote down in an Instagram post. And I was like, my God, this is, this is a problem. Like, I think a lot of people feel this way where you don't prioritize yourself because it is, it feels so much harder to let someone else down, but it's so much easier to let myself down. It's so much easier to say, well, I guess I won't do that. It's the same reason why like having a gym buddy or like an accountability partner works, right? It's because it is harder for me to disappoint you than it is to disappoint myself. If I wake up in the morning and like, mm, I don't really want to do this, and I disappoint myself, well then, okay, that's fine. That's acceptable. I've told myself it's acceptable. But if I wake up early and, and decide I don't want to do something and I planned to do it with you, well then I'm also like messing up your plans. And I own that as something that's like a negative outcome, more negative than disappointing myself. So I'm going to get up and go to the gym or go study with you or whatever the accountability relationship was supposed to be. I think that that's really interesting that we acknowledge the fact that we do this and we use it to our you know, advantage in terms of like creating social support systems and making plans to achieve goals as like a group is because it is so much easier to let yourself down than it is to let other people down, right? Because you don't prioritize yourself. Um, it just, it's, it's just, it, it's so difficult. And I feel like not that many people talk about the difficulty of making the mind shift set and also recognizing when you're doing it. I actually had to put little post-it notes all over my computer, on my phone, in my bedroom, saying that I don't own anybody else's disappointment. It's not my problem. So like, if someone is asking me to do something and I am spread thin and I say no and they get upset, I have to sit there with that discomfort and allow it to wash over me and be like, I don't own this person's disappointment. I don't have to say sorry. I don't have to justify why I don't want to do it or that I can't do it. I can. I'm allowed to do that. But I don't have to because it's not my responsibility. And if someone decides to have a problem with that, I would just be honest and say, hey, I'm, I'm really struggling with all the obligations I have right now and feeling the need to prioritize other people over myself and I need to kind of take a step back and that's why I'm, I'm saying no or that's why I'm not doing this. So I hope you can respect that. And if someone doesn't respect that, I mean, bye. <laughs> that sounds really easy, obviously, but it's not. But like truly, if someone continually makes you feel bad 
like they try to guilt you into doing things that you don't want to do because it's inconvenient for them or it disappoints them, then you might want to reanalyze that relationship and have a, a talk with them because that is that is a whole new level of toxicity that I think people don't really acknowledge. People feel like entitled to your kindness after a while when when they get habituated to you doing it. So when you re, when you take it back, it feels like a slight to them. They're like, oh, I'm not getting the same level of access or priority of this person's time or effort or care that I'm used to. And it feels different and I don't like that. So I'm going to cause a stink about it. Nope, not your problem. I want you to write it down right now somewhere, somewhere, wherever you are, take a mental note, pull out your phone, write it, write it down. I am not responsible for someone else's disappointment. And should they try to make me feel bad for disappointing them, I don't need to justify it. You don't. And I think one of the other reasons why it's so difficult to say no to set boundaries is because it feels mean. Like it feels mean. If you've been trained and like conditioned to be empathetic, setting those boundaries feels feels like we're being a bully, right? Like you feel you feel bad because you feel like you're being mean to someone else. And I think it's hard for me to set boundaries because they feel selfish. I'm afraid to make other people mad or upset with my own needs and desires, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't need that. I just want that. So I won't bother them with it. You're allowed to have desires. You're allowed to want things that you don't need, right? And I think that that's something that people really struggle with, myself included, because We've been trained to not make other people upset, but like how, what's like the number one way to make someone upset is be mean, right? And so if I equate a boundary to being mean, there's no way I'm going to set it because I've been taught to be a very nice person and like to value being kind to other people. And I've equated kindness with stretching myself out too thin. And if you're equating kindness to running yourself ragged for other people, you need to take a step back and analyze what kindness is or what kindness looks like for you. I, one of the other things that I wrote when I was preparing this episode is that I'm just tired of contorting myself. Uh, I made a post about this, like a, um, like an Instagram reel and it was called Dear People Pleaser. And I was like, aren't you exhausted? Aren't you tired of contorting yourself for other people? I, I feel exhausted from trying to manage everyone else's wants and needs. And I feel like there's not enough space for me to be myself because it may inconvenience others. Like my, my being is just too much for other people. And therefore I have to pick and choose what I'm allowed to do, what I'm allowed to want, what I'm allowed to ask for. Because if I were to go after life and the things that I want and desire and need with like my full self, that it would just be too much for someone else. And I think that that's a very common feeling, a feeling like you're too much or like worrying that you're too much for other people. I often feel this way, especially as like someone who's talkative and um, like I, I worry about like taking up too much space 
This is not always true, but I would say like most of the time, if you were questioning whether you took up too much space in a conversation, in a space, you're likely not the one taking up too much space. The people who are taking up too much space are often the people who are not thinking about it. The people who it doesn't even come across their mind. And maybe if you're working on it, that might be something that's helpful for you to be like, oh, how much, how much space did I take up there? Did people feel like they were able to voice the things that they needed and that I wasn't only prioritizing myself? Because I'm not telling you to go out and be selfish, <laughs> but I'm telling you that your needs and the things that you want and going after them, that's not selfish. That's not selfish. Being selfish is denying someone else the ability to go after the things that they want and need because you're only allowing yourself to have that. You going after your wants and needs is not selfish. You are not preventing someone else from going after their wants and needs with your own. And I think that that's something I'm still struggling to to do because I feel like it's either me or them, right? And so I tend to just be like, oh, it's them. I should just, it should just be default them. But I don't think so. I feel like that's something that I really need to work on. You're just, I want to emphasize the fact that you're not alone. If, if you feel yourself being like, oh my God, yeah, that's, that's something I really experience. There's a lot of people who people please and don't realize it, who just don't know how to stop. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I found that the best way for me to do it, I kind of alluded to it earlier, is the fact that I leave myself little reminders. And the reminders are like, I have a couple of them. One of them is kind of like a check-in to see like, did you, did you compromise yourself for someone else today? And if you did, was it necessary? There are times that we have to compromise and it is, it is very necessary. I'm not telling you not to be a team player. Um, there's times when, you know, someone has like a lot on their plate and you're like, ooh, I had one more thing to ask or one more thing to add. But let me just, I'll save it for tomorrow if it's not urgent, right? That's a compromise that is not, that's necessary. That's, that's considerate. But if you have something that's urgent that you need to, to get done, and someone else is a little busy, you still have the right to communicate the things that you need that are important to you, that are necessary. And I think that that's something I have to check in with myself on is, did I compromise unnecessarily today? Because I assure you the people who take up a lot of space, the people who are taking advantage of your lack of boundary setting, people who are making you feel guilty for setting boundaries in general are not considering whether whether your needs are met today. Let's go with that. They're not considering that. They're, they're only thinking about themselves, right? So you're constantly thinking about other people. I want you to take out time, like write on a post-it note. This is time to think about myself. Are my needs being met right now? Do I have anything that I like really need to do today that I wanna prioritize? And if you compromised in that way, make note of it. Because you're only gonna change your behavior once you become aware of it, right? It's pretty hard to self-regulate something that you're not aware of. I also think another thing that I like to do with the post-it notes is I put down little affirmations for like things that are difficult for me to, 
to understand or like conceptualize like the fact that setting a boundary isn't mean is something I can say to you and it's something that I can understand conceptually but when I try to apply it to myself it feels like difficult it's like saying a new word when it feels weird inside your mouth that's how it feels right like it feels like it applies to other people and that makes complete sense but it does not apply to me like I don't see it applying to me and so I have things that say like setting boundaries is not mean it's necessary setting boundaries is a form of self-care I don't have to be responsible for someone else's disappointment that's my favorite one as I mentioned I put these around me just to kind of give me multiple ways of affirming that I'm doing the things I need to do to take care of myself and that it's not too much. And I think one more thing that I do is like, I just try to reflect frequently. I think it's necessary to think about the way that you're operating day to day. It's very easy to just kind of get caught up especially if you're not thinking about yourself. It's so much easier to get caught up in everyone else's problems and things that you're trying to do to alleviate their discomfort that you just don't take time to reflect on whether you're doing all right. And I think by the end of it, what often happens to me is I'll be people-pleasing and people-pleasing and then I find myself exhausted and ragged out of nowhere. When in reality, other people could have seen and have let me know, hey, you look exhausted. You should, t- you should slow it down. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It only catches up with me once I have to. Once I absolutely have to. And that sucks because you can't really put off self-care. It's not something that you can be like, well, yeah, I can just I can just wait until, you know, this weekend to not be suffering. Like what a life is that? That's not really fun to live, right? And it's something you have to do gradually. It's not something you can just put off and then you know, blow off all your steam in one go. It doesn't really work the same way. And so you have to be attuned to the things that you need. And to be able to be attuned to the stuff that you need, you got to reflect. And it's uncomfortable. I don't love it. I don't love interacting with my inner thoughts. That's probably another podcast episode, the fact that, you know, people are like, become friends with your mind. And I'm like, I'll be honest, me and my mind aren't that, mm, We're close, obviously, by necessity. But are we, like, great friends? I would say sometimes no. I would say sometimes the answer is no. My my mind can be very uncomfortable to excavate via journaling or reflecting or meditating-wise. I just am like, ugh, not her again. (laughs) Um, It's just... I think it's way more complex than people make it out to be to just like quote unquote be friends with your mind so that's coming soon but I think it's important and necessary I tend to use guided journals because I suck at reflecting without them I have one that's called the anti-anxiety notebook by therapy notebooks which was developed by a team of therapists which I really like using and I actually have a discount code for it. So like if you really want one, I will put that in the description of the episode because I just feel like everyone should have access to to the materials that they need and it does get kind of expensive. So if it could be any cheaper, I don't get any commission off of that, but I just think that you should have it if you want it. I also have this um, notebook called The Reset Guide by Wild House Paper. And it really helped me to like realize what I was doing 
that was self-sabotaging. And the fact that the majority of my anxiety was coming from me people-pleasing and trying to mitigate all of the worst possible case scenarios, like within my family unit, within my friend groups, just like preemptively like making myself nuts because I was trying to prevent other people's disappointment because if they became disappointed, then it would negatively affect me is what I kept thinking. And so I think that that's something to take note of. I really enjoyed uh, just kind of like reflecting on my past and then like where I wanted to go. And that's what this particular notebook was super good for. So those are like two that I think are really helpful. Um, If you want one that's free, there's an app called Stoic, S-T-O-I-C. And then I think there's like a period afterwards. It's like on, I know it's on Apple devices. You can get it on your phone. I know you can get it on a laptop as well. And it gives you little prompts that make you think. And it only takes like five minutes every day. And I'm really trying to make a habit out of doing it because I just think it's so necessary for me to like dump my brain every day. But I also acknowledge that it's extremely uncomfortable to confront my thoughts. So I will let you know how that works. But I know that I've been using the Stoic app if you want like a free resource that's like a journaling app that's very clean and well thought out, that's a great one as well. And I would love if people have any resources, I will have like a question box on the Spotify version of this podcast where people can leave um, their suggestions for guided journaling that they find helpful because it is just so hard to know where to start, like to look at a blank page and be like, well, confront your thoughts reflect on life like that's so (laughs) what a question right what a what a prompt so all this is to say that if you're a people pleaser like myself hello you know welcome to the club I suppose and I I just I want to get these thoughts out because I think that they're thoughts I have not seen before and I I don't think you should feel responsible for pleasing other people, but I also acknowledge the fact that some people have obligations that are really difficult, that are stuff that they don't want to do, that they have to, like taking care of a loved one who's incapable of taking care of themselves, or maybe they're in a relationship that is just not easy to leave, and that requires a lot of people pleasing to navigate, to survive. I want to say I acknowledge you, and I, I see that, and you're in a space where you're doing the best that you can. But if you're in a space where you have a choice, where you have the ability to make this change, I I would love to go on that journey with you together and I will keep updating you on how this is working and what I find helpful and what's not because my god, I just can't see myself living the next like, you know, however many years I get to live on this earth and always be constantly doubting the things that I need and want I can't I can't fathom it like I just I need to I need to stop this habit now right and I want you to feel the same urgency because you're you're like it you only have one life to live right and I I recently like noticed how bad it was because I was going to visit um, Boston and I really wanted to go to this this show, my uh, one of my favorite Korean R&B slash hip-hop groups, they're called DPR, uh, they were going to be in Boston when I was going to be in Boston. I really wanted to go to this concert. 
and I almost didn't even ask my friend whether I whether I should go because I didn't want to bother them with my desire. Um, last time I checked, Korean hip hop groups don't come to the United States very frequently, let alone your favorite ones. And they like have a very big emphasis on mental health and like they talk a lot about the things I care about. And I was willing to not even mention it because I thought that it would exhaust somebody to discuss. Well, new slash, I ended up going to that concert. My partner encouraged me to, to go, drove me there. We waited in line outside. And guess what? My needs were not too big. That was a really fun experience. And I'm so glad that I didn't allow my fear of being too much for someone else prevent me from having that experience. It was just, I just realized how much I was like holding back and literally not going after opportunities that I wanted to do because I was scared to even bring it up to somebody to say like, I would like to do this. Do you have time in your schedule for it? Like the concept of asking for their time to me was too much of a burden for them. So I just urge you to really reflect and see what you're doing because I think that that really puts things into perspective and that's why I made it such like, I need to fix this right now. Like that's why it became like a major priority for me to fix because I didn't realize how much it was affecting my life until I had that experience. So I hope that this was helpful. I am always so happy to be here. Um, it's just really a privilege to to be in the space, to, to be in your ears, to share um, my thoughts with you. So thank you very, very much. And wherever you are in this lovely earth, at whatever time it is, I hope that you're doing okay. And if you're not, that's okay too. I'll be back with another episode next week. It's been great being here. Bye-bye.